0: Today, there are 2 million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast.
1: immigration
2: USA Bonjour, everyone. This is Melody Keilig with French Canadian News here on the podcast. We'll start with a story from the Portland Press-Herald titled Maine Voices, Olive Again, Makes It Okay to Hate French Canadians Again by Ricote Cote Robbins. This article is a critique of Elizabeth Strout's novel Olive Again, a continuation story of Strout's Olive Kittredge character, and a story that Robbins argues perpetuates old stereotypes of French Canadians in Maine. One quote from Robbins states, The hatred of the French in Maine has moved to a more sophisticated Permission Given Place, The Fictions of Elizabeth Strout. The French in Maine are not presented in a sympathetic or empathetic portrayal, but one that is laced with an egregiousness of the hatred of the regional ethnics identified as the other. What do you think? Read the article to dig deeper into this controversy. Another great article to check out comes from the Boston Globe titled Tracing Salem's History Through Its Immigrants by John Ladier. This article features Salem State University professor Elizabeth Duclos Orcello and her mission to keep the French-Canadian story alive in Salem, Massachusetts. French Canadians arrived in Salem during the 1870s to work in the local mills and mainly settled in the Salem Point neighborhood. Along with Duclos Ocello's colleague, Elizabeth Blood, a professor of French at Salem State, the two women have made it their mission to archive local French-Canadian history. We have an article from the New York Times titled, Where Trails Are For Skating, Not Hiking, by Elaine Glusac. In this story, Glusac takes us to the skating trails of Quebec, which offers an alternative to the usual oval ice skating arenas. These skating trails can be found across Canada, and Glusac took on the challenge in three days, where she braved the Quebec winter and learned a whole new way of skating. Dive into this article for the complete story. Moving on to fiction stories, you can check out Glass and Gardens, Solar Punk Winters, a collection of 17 stories by various authors. Here's a summary of the book, which you can find on Amazon. This anthology envisions winters of the future, with stories of scientists working together to protect narwhals from an oil spill, to bring snow back to the mountains of Maine, to preserve ecosystems, even if they have to be under glass domes. In particular, check out one of these stories titled Glash House by R. Jean Mathieu, who will be making an appearance on the podcast. In his own words, this story is about a father and a daughter fighting over the last snow-covered maples under glass and whether to unlock the door and release them into a post-independence, post-Anthropocene French-Canadian future. Support these authors by checking out the book. There's sure to be a story that you'll love within it. On to events. The French Cultural Center in Boston will be having an event for the Cooking and Wellness Women's Workshop called Eat Well, Live Well in English and Francais. The event will center around cooking a healthy traditional French meal with a certified health coach with instructions being spoken in English and French. The event is open to non-members and intended to be a women-only event. Come join the group on January 30th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. with a member's fee of $50 and a non-member's fee of $70. That's it for this segment of French Canadian News. The links for everything that I've covered will be on the French Canadian Legacy podcast website. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks, Melody. Next week's episode is another first for the show. We've had on authors that have written fictional novels before, but we didn't really discuss those books. Suzanne de Rochers is the author of The Bride of New France, a historical novel about the Fille du Jesse and Suzanne will talk about the novel and the history of the Fille du They'll also discuss schools in English and French in Ontario, among other things. We hope you'll check out The Bride of New France, and join us next week for an interesting discussion.
0: Okay, so something we do in our off week time, because we, we, we play a full interview every other week. Mm-hmm. And in the week in between, uh, Mike does kind of like a hype video uh, for what's coming up next. And we always put in a little bonus clip that generally encompasses something we didn't talk about at all during the main interview. Okay, I don't have to sing
3: a song or anything. No, we're not going to sing <laughs> <People> <laughs> okay. I like I the that. song I should, that you have. I should
0: uh... do that. I should make people sing songs. That would be awesome. <laughs> At least get the reaction when I asked them to. That would be cool. But something that's come up a bunch on our podcast, we've dedicated an entire episode to it, and it's come up a couple times. Besides, is the, we're the Saint-Jean-Baptiste festivals that we have here in New England, and comparing mm-hmm. them to what happens in Quebec. Now, do you guys celebrate? Do you guys have a big fest? Do you got? Do the Franco? Does the Franco population in Ontario celebrate that all day?
3: Uh, yes, but a lot of um, Franco Ontarians go to Quebec. Um, really? Yeah, like for example, this year I don't know if it was the first time, but it was one of the first times where there were because we have this a little flag, like a green and white flag, Franco. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so they there was this. Um, they were in the parade, the Saint-Jean-Baptiste Parade in Montreal, like a, a big Franco-Ontarian contingent awesome. um, this year, which is, is cool. As You know, we were talking about that, the sort of communication between the two, so that was a good thing. Um, but yeah, there are little celebrations here and there in Ontario, um, probably bigger again in Ottawa. In Toronto, it, it, it tends to be, um, you know, the Quebecois. Community. But in Toronto, our Francophone community is very diverse. So we have a lot of people from France, from, you know, other parts of Europe, from Sorry. the African diaspora. So, you know, it, I think it'll take time for um, that sort of becomes really a holiday here. Because we also have Franco-Ontarian Day, which okay. is November 25th. And awesome. that tends to kind of include everyone who's, you know, Francophone but has made Ontario their home. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's very awesome. Well, thank you again so much for doing the podcast. This was a blast.
1: Thanks. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair To think that everything they love we simply do not share But the spirit never dies, our culture will survive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.